Welcome back to another episode of Courtside Talk. We got the Kia MVP ladder. I don't even know what week we're in, 16, 17. All I know is Joel Embiid is number one. My name is Anthony. This is my co-host, Matt. And before we get into the nitty-gritty of the MVP race, um, you guys have been liking the videos up, which helps us a lot. So if we can get 50 likes on this video, we would definitely appreciate that. So go ahead and drop a like before me and Matt get into the MVP race. All right, Matt. Joel Embiid has been everywhere. Philly's been 12-3 and up to this point. Uh, obviously, Jokic is in second behind him, 11-5. and So what do you think of Joel Embiid at number one? Yo, what's up? It's goal time. We're in week 16. It's Matt here from Courtside Talk, and the MVP ladder is going to start off with Joel Embiid, averaging 29, 11, and 4 assists. Huge numbers. You know, at Courtside Talk, we called this out. We said Joel Embiid is coming, he's coming, and he's at number one. This is rightfully deserved. Now, for me, it's great that he got at number one. He's averaged the NBA best 34 points a game with 11 rebounds, five assists, and 1.5 blocks, shooting 54% from the floor. So, you know, he's clearly the best player in the league. My question to you right now is, do you think this race will go outside of Jokic and Embiid going back and forth? Do you think someone else will contest them? Yeah, I think I think I think it's gonna change, man. It's still we're still coming up on the All Star break. There's still 30 games left, right? Anything can literally happen. Teams' records can change. Um, like if Philly goes and loses a lot of games, it's not gonna help them, right? Vice versa with Denver if they have a cold streak as well. Um, I mean, I think that's the beauty of the race this year, Todd. It's been so many different people at the top and so many different changes in the top five, and that's what keeps it interesting. If it's the same two people, you're kind of you get bored of it. Like KD and Steph. For the first five weeks, we were kind of like, okay, can somebody else do something here? Um, so, yo, listen, I've, I've vouched for uh, Joel being the best big in the NBA. Like, if I had to start a team with one, I get Jokic's has the PER numbers, technically the better numbers on, off the court, all of that stuff. Um, I think I'm really torn, man, between him and Jokic for number one because Philly's been beating teams, but they haven't really been beating um any team that's really great i mean they did beat memphis which was huge they lost but they lost to dallas the other night but the thing is the common denominator in all of those with both him and Jokic is that they've both played extremely well in any matchup that they play the only thing that i don't like about Embiid is him ducking smoke i can't remember which matchup it was who did he rest against do you remember i can't I remember he so he rested against a good team um and i don't and i that i didn't like that like they played 16 teams with like under 500 records out of the last 23 or 24 games and they decide to rest them against like a top west team or top east team that kind of bothered me and i know it's not joel's decision because of the medical staff and the coaching staff and da 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 but i want to see Embiid play in all the big games and to be the mvp you need to play in all the big games and you need to you need to show out in those games other than that, man, 34 points in January. It was Memphis, 10, it was Memphis right? Yeah. And they still ended up winning that game. They did end up winning that See game. See what I'm saying? And that that, that kind of hurts his stock a little bit. Because if they would have lost without Embiid, then it's kind of like, okay, you know, we really need him. But And Jaw went yeah. off. Jaw had 37 that game too. So Yeah. Um, I'll be honest with you, man. I disagree with you. I actually think I have a hot take. I think Embiid and Jokic are going to go back and forth for the rest of the season. I could be wrong, but I think could that be. these two candidates were just loading, and I I can't see even Curry, KD, uh, John Rand, I, I like Booker, Doncic, all these players. I don't see them contesting uh, 
Embiid and Jokic this year for the rest of the year, but we'll see if they prove me wrong. I mean, listen, there's a very, very high possibility that you're right. I just think that the past couple seasons with these whole new, the vid, you know, the vid 19 rules, it's like so many things can change in a heartbeat and seasons, people's seasons can change, right? So, I mean, listen, if if Jokic and Embiid go back and forth for it, I'm not mad at it because it would be nice to see, you know, a big win it again, um, the MVP award again. For me, man, I'm just torn as if I had to pick today who I would pick. Like, obviously, I like Embiid better. I would have him as my center if I could draft one of them. But, dude, Jokic at number two, averaging 26, 14, and eight assists a game. Like, his assist numbers have gone up. Denver is still winning games. Um, they beat the Bucks, and Jokic was dominating that game. They put Giannis on him, Bobby Portis. And, the bro, the, the Bucks are the defending champions. And I know they kind of been struggling a little bit, too. But, like, at the same token... Um, Jokic went in there with a bunch of scrubs from like you know no disrespect and they beat him by 36 Matt yeah and they had other players there right and they they had no answer for Jokic he was standing at the top of the three-point line getting double and triple team like guys are just waiting for him right so for me it's 1A 1B Um, I'm not mad at Embiid being in first and I listen I would rather Embiid win the award but the fact that he ducked that Memphis game it bothers me a lot and for me, I would still have Jokic at number one only because he ducked the Memphis game. If he didn't duck the Memphis game and had a 45-15 game, I get it 100% because Embiid has been the hottest player in the NBA, but in terms of numbers, he hasn't been the most like efficient when it comes to PR on and off numbers on the floor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, that, that advantage goes to Jokic, but in terms of dominance and scoring, it's been Embiid. So... Listen, I'm not mad at Jokic too. It's 1A, 1B, and this race is a lot closer than people really think. Like in the comments section, we want to hear from you guys too, right? I got people in the comments saying, hey, it's a clear Embiid favorite. It's a clear Jokic favorite. And I know you guys are, if you're an Embiid fan, you're against the whole Jokic campaign, but just appreciate both of their campaigns. That's all I want to say. I want people to really appreciate that both of these guys are playing next level right now. And whoever wins it, it's going to be well-deserved. It can go either way. So... I'm not mad at Jokic at number two. It's like 1A, 1AA, or 1B for me. It's really close. I think they're going to go back and forth. I think with Jokic, the thing that I give him the edge over Embiid is that he's actually like, he's passing the ball more than Embiid. I think he's more of a team player, even though uh, Embiid's team record is higher. I feel like what Jokic is doing, elevating other players, I think... Uh, on top of you know his like all the little things he does outside of the free throw line and that's something that we speak about like is mb just someone who's kind of like hardened where he's getting fouled a lot and he's just he's milking it at the free throw line or is he actually more skillful yeah you know a lot of a lot of the uh i talk fans have had debates in the comment and i kind of agree i think Jokic is actually the more talented player because he doesn't live at the free throw line he's actually doing it in other ways uh, but to rebuttal that, to Embiid. rebuttal that, it's not his fault, bro. Shaq got fouled because they couldn't guard him. And B gets Which fouled. There. You Which get what I'm fair. saying? And I, and, I, and I agree. And it's like the same thing with James Harden. It's like you can't be mad at some guy who is, you know, who knows. The listen, in the game. you can't be mad at someone that knows the rules of the game and knows how to. It's a game at the end of the day. Like you're exploiting. A, you get what I'm saying? So yeah. if Embiid is in single coverage, backing down, posting up on someone, going for a jump hook. You have to foul him or he's making it every time. So 
The thing is, I get what you're saying. The thing is, Embiid's fouls are more called for than Harden. Harden walks under people and just puts his arm under and throws him in. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. I like, see what you're saying. There is a little difference it, still. And I agree with it you. Goes, it goes both ways, but I'm not mad at Embiid for shooting 12 free throws a game because they can't guard him. It's barbecue. And he, and he makes them. It's, it's bar- what, at the end of the day, bro, it's barbecue chicken in the paint. So it is what it is. Um, on to number three. The Bucks have lost some games. Uh, Jokic, I'm, I said Jokic, geez. Giannis is still averaging 29, 11, and 6. Some pretty good numbers as well. Um, I mean, the thing that I don't like is that the MVP doesn't lose by 36 to the Denver Nuggets. No, and no disrespect. I know they have Jokic, but my MVP does not lose. I know it's one game, but it's not like it's a game where it was a close game and Jokic just had the better game and whatever, right? Giannis's numbers were still there, but like the difference I think with Giannis and Jokic's season is that Jokic is elevating his team more than Giannis is. You know what I'm saying, Matt? Like Giannis is going to dominate yeah. no matter what, but he's still averaging six assists a game, which is huge too because of all the doubles. But something is off for me with the Giannis campaign right now. Um, their record is really not that great. I really want to look up the uh, East and Yeah, they actually lost to Cleveland on That's January That's what I'm 26th. saying. And they lost to bro, and they lost they to the Nuggets. Nine, three, and seven turnovers with one steal. So yo, look, the uh, the Bucks are thirty two and twenty one, right? And Denver's twenty eight and twenty four. And Philly's thirty one and twenty one. And the Bucks have the most stacked roster out of the three. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? I know injuries, COVID, da da da. But all I'm saying is is that while Embiid uh sorry, while Jokic is oh my Jesus. While Giannis is dominating, I've been talking about those yeah. two so much. Giannis is dominating individually, but he's not elevating his team. And I think that's you know, that's what helps with the most valuable player award. Milwaukee yeah. can win games without Giannis. Yeah. Philly cannot well, they can clearly without Embiid, but Denver's not winning any games without Jokic. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. I'll be honest with you. I definitely disagree with Giannis at number three. Yeah. Uh, if you're telling me number three, I'm giving it to Chris Paul so because the Phoenix Suns are 41 and 10. And yeah, he might be stuffing the stat sheet a little bit harder than Chris Paul. But for me, when you come to the MVP award and you speak about the significance of the award, who's doing it at a leadership perspective? You know, Chris Paul fits the description of this award. And it's going to be difficult because at the end of the day, the person who's going to win this award is going to be someone who's really, really playing like triple-double kind of level, uh, doing it on all cylinders, having averaging 30 points a night, something along those lines. That's kind of the standard that Embiid and Jokic are setting. Uh, I would like to see Chris Paul win because the truth is he's been snubbed a lot of years whether it was all-star campaigns or MVP campaigns. And I think with how Phoenix is playing this year, how they've been dominant with Aiden and Booker out of the lineup and him playing every single Single game. game. That's a difference Mm -hmm. between all of them. He's played every single game. And winning fashion. And I don't think Mikhail Bridges is someone you consider an all-star caliber player if if it's not for Chris Paul's influence. I see it. I see it, Percy, and even Booker. Booker would be someone who would be considered more on the snub side 
if it wasn't for Chris Paul being It's kind of like the DeJounte situation, putting up numbers, but no Exactly, way. exactly. If they're a losing team and Mikel Bridges and Booker are trying their hardest on a team that's not in the playoffs, both of them wouldn't get nods. I think, um, I, I, yo, another thing I want to mention when I get to the CP conversation, and people who know me are obviously going to say I'm biased, but what I want to... What I want to really highlight too is that all of these guys are averaging more more points and rebounds. Fine, right? But when you're averaging 10 and a half assists a game, those extra four, five, six assists, Matt, are generally like two out of those six assists are probably three pointers. So when you really break it down in terms of the points being generated per player, Chris Paul probably generates the same amount of points as an Embiid, Jokic, and Giannis do just because of the amount of the assists. And the other thing, man, 64 assists with seven turnovers that is unheard of okay john stockton magic johnson no steve nash there's no point guard in history who was better than not turning the ball over than chris paul he hasn't missed a game all season matt he has his 50th career game he got it this season with 10 assists or more with no turnovers good for the most games in nba history so when you want to talk about the impact of them not turning the ball over them making the right play they're getting into their sets every time and that game they lost to atlanta they lost by six and nba twitter's going crazy oh atlanta hawks yeah they've been hot but bro atlanta shot 50 percent from three trey young was 16 for 21 which is not gonna happen again and you know listen atlanta had a better night but my point is is that phoenix hasn't got blown out in the last 25 games 30 games the only time they got blown out was miami this season that was literally it other than that phoenix is solid on defense or solid on offense He's tied to lead. He's tied leading the league in steals, and he's leading the league in assists. Listen, I well, think for Chris like, Paul to win, uh, I think he has to average twenty and ten. That's just the truth. I get it, because but at the same time, Steve Nash averaged fifteen and ten, and the Phoenix Suns were fifty-seven and twenty-five, and Kobe averaged thirty-five for two years in a row. And he got the award because they had the best competition record. Competition is different, right? When you have someone like Jokic and Embiid doing what they're doing, for him to be in the mix with them, that's just the truth. They're doing. You have to bring something different to the table. Uh, and you're right. You know, the year with Steve Nash and Kobe Bryant, like that was tough. But like, respectfully, it's a different NBA climate, and you have to adjust to the different climate. I agree with you. All I'm saying is, though, I don't think there's enough people don't place enough value on. The turnovers, him not turning the ball over, because I yeah, bet you, I bet you, he out of all those guys, it's not even close in terms of turnovers. Like assist to turnover ratio is huge in the NBA when it comes to playoffs or any close games. That's why they have the best clutch numbers in the NBA because they don't turn the ball over. He runs the offense, and bro, he's leading the league in steals. So he looks comfortable, man. He looks comfortable out there. And yo, the difference too is he hasn't missed a game all season. So if he plays all 82 yeah, games... and that's why I give that over Giannis. That's what I'm saying. He's, so, he's way older than Giannis. He, like, Giannis should be the one, like, barely missing a game. But the like, thing is, too, when Chris Paul was Giannis' age, he was missing a lot of games, too. Yeah, I know. They I don't, know. They, they don't put as much... It's tough to compare injuries. It's tough with how much effort they put into their body, right? For um, sure. But listen, if Phoenix wins 65 games, I'm arguing with everybody. I'm, I'm telling you guys right now. So. <laughs> you want Loading. Loading, exactly. Um, on to number five... Stephen Curry, he has kind of come back a little bit, Matt, than what he was doing before. Um, listen, I'm not mad at it, but I don't really like it. I think John Morant should be number five because of the way Memphis has been playing and John Morant has actually been going crazy individually. Um, bro, Curry's been playing good against the Houston Rockets, Sacramento Queens, sorry, Kings, Shaq, you know, Shaq, that's because of Shaq. I blame Shaq for that. Um, but like, 
listen, man, I'm not mad at Steph. We know what he's capable of. But in terms of impact on his team, it's there because he draws a lot of doubles. He gets guys open looks. That no-look pass to Clay Thompson in the corner the other day, that was wild. Uh, Matt, he's still averaging yeah. 26, 5, and 6, which is still godly numbers if you really want to if you really put it into perspective um he's shot 50 percent or better from three in his last of his five games so and he's taken at least 10 three-point attempts in four of those outings so you know the slump is probably over for steph it's just going to be is his slump done for the entire season or is he going to be like up and down for the rest of the season so for me i'm not mad at steph he could be in the top five anytime but right now for me john morant's my number five not with Steph Curry at number five. John Morant is clearly number five in this race. When we're speaking about a player in his third year leading the Memphis team to what? They're third in the West right now? Yeah, barely. Like, they're right there, Matt. They're right there. They've been in the top three uh, in the West right now. Let's see. Man, I'm tired of John Morant not being mentioned. Like... I don't know what it is. They're 36 and 18. This team is 36 and 18. And John Morant is getting no praise in the MVP ladder. I don't know. I don't know if this race actually describes young players, but I feel like I feel like there is a bias towards some of the veterans uh, in this race. I think John Morant, what he's doing at his age to be leading this group. And when we speak about this award, like you could tell, like, Yo, he's talking big shit out there. Bane is talking big shit. Uh, they're they're all locked in together. You could tell that they practice hard together. The communication is there. Uh, when we speak about this award and you know what people mean to their team, John Moran, what he brings to this team is something we've seen in Iverson and Derrick Rose. That's vintage, mm-hmm. right? So for, for me, I'm not putting Steph Curry in the top five. Respectfully though, He's been amazing. That He's Houston game, he really didn't let Kevin Porter Jr. get in his head. But respectfully, it's the Houston Rockets. He shouldn't be in your head. So, yeah, exactly. He's he did what he's supposed to do. Exactly. So you know what? Shout out Steph Curry. He looks like he's getting out of his slump. But what John Morant is doing for me, that's a clear number five. Yeah, me too, man. I'll agree with that. Um, for the rest of the 10, I'm so happy I don't see Rudy Gobert's anywhere name on this damn list. <laughs> bro, to see DeRozan, Booker, Luca, Cat in the top 10, I'm loving it, bro. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, that's loading. J- Jimmy Butler has a chance too. It's nice to see Darius Garland's name mentioned in the five more. Yeah. I don't think he has a chance to really go crazy in the race, but it's just nice to see that they're there, right? Trey Young has yeah. been playing better as well. Um, But honestly, Matt, uh, the only thing I would switch is John Moran at number five. Curry at number six and DeRozan at seven or vice versa. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know why DeRozan's ahead of Jaw right now, to be honest with you. Yo, shout out Booker. Yeah, man. He's been uh, playing Booker's well, hooping. too. He's in full all-star form. I said a couple weeks ago he's not a fantasy piece. He's yeah. definitely a fantasy piece. Yo, who's the... Um, um, yo, who... Luka Doncic. I know, bro. He's been playing... Yeah, bro. He got his conditioning. Ooh, he stopped smoking, bro. Smoking on that herbal while Porzingis is out. Yo, he's really... He's locked in. He's playing like some of his best basketball uh he's showing a lot of shades from last year and the year before uh so shout out luca and yo do you think uh, jimmy butler is gonna make it in the top 10 i mean he still has a chance there's still a lot of time um miami's just really good without him to be honest to be frank like they're, they're deep bro 
But yeah, What's yo, going on yo. with LeBron? He hasn't number been playing, bro. Number two number three in fantasy when he is playing. I know. Because, yo, but the thing is, LeBron's been injured too, right? Um, Anthony Davis has been playing a little bit better. So. And they're not winning, so yeah. it's hard to consider him legitimate for this category. You got to be winning. You got to be winning to be an MVP. That's a huge factor. Unless you're going to be triple-double Russ and do that for the whole season, you're not going to get considered even for this then, award. Even then. Um, but, yeah, yo, the top six, seven... The top 10 guys have been winning. Top nine guys have been winning. So I'm not really mad at it. Um, other than that, let us know what you guys think in the comment section. This is a pretty good week. The Embiid Jokic conversation is uh, it's a tough one. But I, we, we want to know what you guys think. Another thing I wanted to mention, Chris Paul also won player of the week with Embiid. So I'm just going just gonna to put that out there. Um, uh, <laughs> other than that, we will catch you guys next week with the All-Star Draft and some trade deadline stuff. So we will see you guys in the next episode. It's going to be hot. Peace.